If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7, episode 868. So there was an excerpt from Star Wars Catalyst, a Rogue One novel that was published in Entertainment Weekly, or at least on their website, prior to the novel's release, and it caused their writer, Anthony Bresnikin, to posit a theory about how Galen or so might have sabotaged the Death Star plans. And so on today's episode, we're going to answer that question. Did he, in fact, sabotage the Death Star design? Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And let's talk about this excerpt really quick. First of all, I will have it linked for you at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. I'm going to read to you this theory that Anthony Bresnik imposed upon seeing this excerpt. It's clear from it that he did not see the whole book because of what we're going to discuss here in the podcast. But it's an intriguing theory based on the excerpt. He says, Jin's storybook, he's talking about a scene where Jin is getting a story read to her by her dad. Galen. Oh, how sweet. And it says in Anthony Bresikin's article, here's his writing, Jin's storybook involves a character seeking treasure who then launches herself to freedom up a channel that rises through eight subterranean levels to the surface. What goes up could also come down. So is this perhaps an inspiration for Galen to create the portal that allows Luke Skywalker to later destroy the Emperor's weapon of mass destruction? All right, so before I go any further, I will tell you, I will give you the advisory that this is a spoiler filled podcast. So if you do not want the answer to this question and you want to wait to read it yourself in Star Wars Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, then you should hang on to this podcast for a later date. But if you're ready to hear the answer, then I'm going to tell it to you in just a moment here. I just want to set up the idea that Anthony Bresnikin is really kind of on to something in a sense. I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing that you would expect. If it were, in fact, the case that Galen was getting the inspiration to design a flaw into the Death Star, that it should be something so simple as a children's storybook fairy tale thing that would inspire him to do it and inspire the means by which he would do it. It's a very story-driven idea. And lest we forget, Anthony Bresnikin is not just a columnist for Entertainment Weekly. He is also a published author. He wrote a novel called Brutal Youth, a highly regarded novel, in fact. And the guy knows story, basically. So he would be able to spot a device like this a mile away if it had been a device. Unfortunately, it turns out that it is not. And we have that from the man himself, Galen Erso, as they are running away. Galen tells Lyra in reference to Krennic that he's welcome to whatever he finds, he being Krennic. And Galen says, I could have sabotaged everything, but I don't want to give the Empire a reason to hunt us down. We're simply dropping out, although covertly. 
and dropping out, meaning that they're dropping out of the program, which was ostensibly to do energy research, but in fact was being weaponized on the down low by Krennic. But even though Galen may not have sabotaged anything, he's also leaving them with an incomplete picture because, of course, he's got a notebook that has a lot of his scribblings and calculations and whatnot that would be very useful, I would assume, for the project, but also all the knowledge locked up inside his head as well. Now, as if that isn't enough for you to be convinced that Galen did not do anything to sabotage the design of the Death Star in such a way as to enable someone like Luke Skywalker to come around and get that lucky shot to go where it needed to go, there's also the fact that the novel itself talks about how all of these different scientists are working on different parts of the Death Star project without even knowing, A, that they're working on a Death Star, and B, without even knowing what other groups are actually working on. All of these groups are kind of spread out and compartmentalized, so that way they're working on little pieces of things here and there and don't necessarily know what other groups are doing. And what's worse is that when these facilities either outlive their usefulness or there are some sort of accidents or anything like that, the scientists are disappearing as well. We don't know if they're killed. We just know that they are being taken off the grid somehow. So that could be a very interesting question to pursue in Rogue One, potentially. The fact that some of the scientists that Galen and Lyra knew went missing during the course of the novel with no idea, no suggestion as to what might have happened to them. At one point, Krennic says to one of his troopers that he wants a certain group of scientists permanently relocated. And of course, that could mean literally that they're being relocated, like they're being taken somewhere else and being taken there permanently like a prison cell or something like that. Or this could be just, you know, evil speak for being killed. It's hard to say for sure. But what we can say for sure is the fact that the only part of the project that Galen Erso was working on was the crystal-related part of the project. In other words, he had been tasked by Orson Krennic with finding a way to get massive energy to come out of a kyber crystal. And what Orson Krennic tells Galen Erso is that it's some other division's job to figure out how to contain the massive amounts of energy that are released from the kyber crystals. And this whole project is pitched to Galen Erso as being one to help provide unlimited stores of clean energy to worlds across the galaxy, to be a beneficial project, an environmental project, if you will. And so Orson says, yeah, other people are working on how to contain the energy. You just figure out how to get as much energy out of it as possible. And of course, what Orson is really doing on the side is not about containing it. It's about channeling it. It's about focusing it. In other words, the novel makes it pretty clear what Galen is responsible for as part of this whole Death Star design. And exhaust ports, nah, nothing to do with anything he's doing. And considering how far the Death Star project seems to be along by the end of the novel, it actually... I don't think it's necessarily as far along as it seems, but the way it reads, like the few descriptions that we get of the progress of it, it really does seem like it's starting to move along pretty quickly. But maybe that's just the exterior shell. Maybe that's not necessarily accounting for the interior. Anyway, a slight digression. The point is, is that it did make me initially wonder as we were coming toward the end of the novel if Galen was going to sabotage something because it seemed like it was going to be done a lot faster than when it's actually done. Like, it's barely done in time for Rogue One, which means it's about 20 years plus in the making. And, yeah, it seemed like it was going a lot faster in the course of the novel, which takes place over four years or so, three, four years roughly. So, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. 
And speaking of surprises then, based on the age that Jin Erso is at at the end of Catalyst, and considering how young she is in the flashback in Rogue One, so when you take those things into effect, then the movie seems to suggest that Galen Erso, and the book, I guess, by extension suggests as well, that Galen Erso is in Imperial custody for well over a decade by the time the actual you know, contemporary events of Rogue One happen. In fact, that's something that I haven't done in a while, is update our timeline of events of things. And now that we have Catalyst in the books here, so to speak, we can update our Star Wars canon timeline with information about Catalyst, which also has implications for the timeline of Rogue One as well, as I just explained to you. (laughs) So that is going to do it for our podcast today. However, I've got a trivia question for you. Surprise, surprise. After the break, stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Hey, welcome back. I've got a trivia question here for you. I fight the Empire now. Well, English may be his second language, but he sure speaks Star Wars basic, okay? Last time I asked you for the name in real life of the location where the exterior shots for the Resistance base were filmed, and that was the Royal Air Force Base at Greenham Common in the UK. Today's question for you, where were the scenes where Kylo Ren first met Rey and faced off with her, the scenes on Takadana, where were those scenes filmed in the forest? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take on Count Dooku all by yourself, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a crazy spinning alien of unknown origin, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.